simply known as the Palmetto Inform. Welcome to the first ever South Carolina National Guard podcast. I'm Specialist David Erskine. And I'm Sergeant Brad Mincy. And we'll be bringing you information about South Carolina National Guard news, local events, and informative tips that you can use in your daily life. That's right. We will cover important topics like health, finances, and what's going on in South Carolina National Guard in this month's show. This show is not exclusive to the Army or Air National Guard, but it's a joint effort from both groups. We hope everyone will enjoy the show, and if you have any ideas or topics that you would like to hear about, you can email us at scngpodcast at hotmail.com. Once again, that's scngpodcast at hotmail.com. And with that, we're going to get started with Sergeant Erica Knight, who will bring you some information on the food we eat. I'm Sergeant Erica Knight, and this is Looking at Your Health, where we'll be discussing current health and fitness topics to keep you and your family healthy and active. Food allergies have become a serious concern for many families in recent years. The number of adults and children being diagnosed with a food allergy has been rising steadily. During this month's show, I'm going to discuss some theories behind food allergies, the most common allergies, and ways to adjust your diet. According to the U.S. Center for Disease Control, in 2007, about 3 million children under the age of 18 had a food or digestive allergy. That number was up 18% from 1997. There are two major theories that have come out recently in relation to food allergies. A study in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences provides a theory that the Western diet and the control of infectious disease has decreased our exposure to a variety of bacteria that our bodies need. This may have opened the door to some food allergies. Another theory is that children need to be exposed to allergens at an earlier age. Right now, parents are advised not to let infants and toddlers have nuts, eggs, cow's milk, and shellfish. Many studies from around the world are beginning to contradict this advice. They believe that introducing these foods to babies around six months of age may keep them healthier. As always, ask your doctor for more information before deciding on how to introduce food to your young child. According to the Food and Drug Administration, eight major foods or food groups, milk, eggs, fish, crustacean shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soybeans account for 90% of food allergies. Gluten, a protein found in whole wheat, barley, and rye, is quickly rising in the ranks of food allergens. Unfortunately, almost all of these are in foods we consume at every meal. The hard part is knowing what to look for. The Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act from 1938 requires, in virtually all cases, a complete listing of the ingredients of a food. The act has been amended to require an allergy warning if the food contains one of the eight major allergens or is processed in a facility that processes foods with allergens. However, many large companies are becoming more friendly to people with food allergies. General Mills, Nestle USA, Campbell Soup Company, and Frito-Lay Incorporated are just a few of the companies who provide alternative food items or do not use common allergens in their products. There are also many specialty brands of food that cater to people with allergies, like soy and almond milk, Coconut Dream non-dairy products, Bob's Red Mill products, and Amy's Frozen Foods. Many of these can now be found at your local grocery stores such as Kroger, Publix, and Bilo. Unfortunately, there is no cure for food allergies. 
The only way to prevent a reaction is to stop eating all forms of the food you're allergic to. Remember, you can have an allergy to just one or multiple foods. To keep your diet well-rounded, find alternative foods to replace the ones you're allergic to. Take a daily multivitamin to get anything you may be missing. Eat plenty of fruits and vegetables to help with vital nutrients. And drink water. Join us next month when we'll be discussing organic food and if it's worth the extra money. I'm Sergeant Erica Knight, and this has been your health advice on looking at your health. All-terrain vehicles can be very dangerous. Last year, the Army experienced 14 ATV accidents, which resulted in one death and several severe injuries. So far this year, four ATV accidents were reported, which has resulted in one death. Most accidents involved soldiers driving too fast, failing to wear proper personal protection equipment, lack of experience, and operating the ATV while under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Riders must wear proper protection. This includes a helmet that conforms to DOT standards, protective goggles or face shield, long sleeve shirt or jacket, long trousers, full finger gloves, and over the ankle boots. Visit www.atvsafety.org asi.cfm for more information on ATV safety. For two weeks in July at Cap Atterbury, Indiana, units from all branches of the military civilians, and local authorities came together to conduct emergency response training as a single chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear consequence management response force, or CSMR. The Vibrant Response 10.2 exercise began with a simulated nuclear explosion in downtown Indianapolis. The Muscatatuck Urban Training Center was used as the training area for the simulation. The 1,000-acre training site has 70 buildings ranging from 1 to 5 stories, which provide varied training scenarios. Our mission was to help respond to a nuclear blast and help residents get back on their feet, said Command Sergeant Major Michael Kirkland, 218th Maneuver Enhancement Brigade Command Sergeant Major. Our soldiers were prepared to accept any mission given to them, and they handled these missions in the utmost professional manner. The 218th Maneuver Enhancement Brigade or MEB, South Carolina National Guard, held the role of task force operations during the exercise. Soldiers from the 4th Battalion, 1st 118th Infantry Regiment, conducted training in scenarios such as clearing and evacuating a juvenile detention facility, while other days they were conducting wellness checks in small neighborhoods. The Brigade Support Battalion and the 251st Area Support Medical Company were instrumental in providing transportation and medical support during the training scenarios. The 108th Chem Company conducted decontamination operations, while the 111th Signal Company provided vital communications. We had to learn how to deal with mass amounts of people who have been without power, water, and food for days, said Lieutenant Colonel Mike Correll, 218th MEB Operations Officer. We helped them to get shelter, calm them, and get them to their families. The biggest focus of the training was bringing the numerous elements together. The 218th MEB worked closely with and supported the local law enforcement agencies at Muscatatuck. Our job is not to take over, said Correll. We send the right assets for the mission and then we go from there. Soldiers were not given a set training schedule prior to arriving at the exercise. They received daily briefings and frequent updates. Missions were assigned as needed based on ever-changing conditions of the incident. There were a lot of unknowns, Correll said, that allowed us to work through tactics, techniques, and procedures. 
It helped us develop stronger standard operating procedures. The soldiers were able to adapt and respond to each of the training scenarios they worked on. I'm proudest of the soldiers, especially the privates and the specialists, said Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Jones, 218th MEB Executive Officer, because down at ground level, those are the ones that made this happen. I'm Sergeant Brad Mincy, and welcome to Guarding Your Finances, where we'll be discussing some common sense ideas to help you improve your financial situation and have a stronger financial foundation. Money is tight for many today. The unemployment rate is hovering around 10%. The housing market is still down, and according to recent reports, the economy is slowing again. So during this month's show, I'm going to discuss some ways to help you get on a budget. About two years ago, my wife and I attended a financial series at a friend's house. The first thing the host talked about was getting on a budget. Since getting on the budget, our financial situation has dramatically changed. We know where our money is going, our bills get paid on time, and we don't argue about finances. We budget for everything, including vacation and Christmas. So first, let's talk about why getting on a budget is so important. Getting on a budget helps you to spend your money better because you know where every dollar is going. A budget tells your money where to go, so at the end of the month, you are not trying to figure out where all of your money went. Getting on a budget also ensures you you are paying your bills. You have everything that you need to pay listed in your budget, and you allot an amount from your paycheck to pay the bills. And most importantly, when the money is gone, you stop spending. If you're married or in a relationship, being on a budget will also stop a lot of the fighting over finances. You both need to be involved with this in the beginning, but if you come to an agreement on what to spend in the beginning, there will be no need to argue over finances in the future. You will also need to figure out an amount that each of you can spend each week, if it is available in your budget. This is money that isn't a typical bill. Call it my money, walking around money, or what have you. But this is money that you will use for lunch, personal items like CDs, DVDs, or a hobby or other interest you may have. With a budget, your goal is to have more money coming in than you have going out. I know this sounds simple, but that's what a budget helps you to do. In setting up a budget, you need to take your bills from the last month or two and use those to come up with and put down actual dollar amounts. Things like your housing, insurance, or loan payments will not change from month to month, so put those amounts down in a column. Things that will change from month to month are electricity, gas, and food. But after a few months, even these things can become a pretty standard amount. When creating a budget, list bills from the most important to least important. Things such as food, housing, electricity, clothing, and automotive, including car loans, gas, insurance, and even maintenance should come first. Next, list bills such as your phone, doctor bills, loans, and credit cards. Next, if you haven't already, start putting money aside for savings and giving. Lastly, take care of the extras to include cable, internet, Netflix, cell phone, or other bills that are optional. These are the things that are nice to have but aren't necessary to survive. Although, some might disagree with me about a cell phone not being a necessity. Once you have your bills listed, use your paychecks to begin paying these bills. For example, if you have a $700 house payment and make $1,500, subtract the house payment from the paycheck and you're left with $800. That money then goes towards food, gas, and car payment. If you have anything left, pay your electric bill. If you don't have enough to cover your entire electric bill, well, don't spend it on something else. Put it in an envelope and hold on to it until your next paycheck comes in. Then pay your electric bill and start working on the other bills in the order we discussed earlier, loans, doctor bills, credit cards, and even savings. And lastly, if you still have money left over, the things like internet and cable. 
It may take a few months to really figure out your budget, but don't get discouraged. And don't use the excuse I've heard a hundred times that I can't get on a budget because I don't make enough money. That's the best reason to get on the budget. Make sure you are paying the things that you need to pay and then start working on the other things. If you find out after being on a budget for several months that you don't make enough money, there are several options. You will have to cut the budget where you can by doing things like reducing food expenses, getting a less costly vehicle, or finding a less expensive home. Another option is to figure out a way to make more money, like getting a second or part-time job. The final option is to sell stuff to make the money. Maybe for you, buying too much stuff is one of the reasons your finances are in the condition they're in right now. My wife and I have been on a budget for two years and I still have to make periodic adjustments to the budget. So don't get discouraged if it doesn't work out 100% the first month or two. Keep it up and you'll get it. I'm Sergeant Brad Mincy. Join us again next time for more of my financial advice on guarding your finances. In breast cancer, early detection saves lives. Join us in the fight against breast cancer on Saturday, October 2nd, 2010. Your participation in Palmetto Health Foundation's Walk for Life, now in its 20th year, will help increase fundraising and awareness for Palmetto Health Breast Center. New this year is the 5K Race for Life, a certified race held in conjunction with the Walk for Life. For more information, please contact Chief Warrant Officer Foster at 803-806-4219 or Sandra Cole at 803-806-4363. The Army has lost 56 soldiers in off-duty pedestrian traffic accidents since 2000. 57% of these fatalities involved the probable use of alcohol. Alcohol is also involved in 40-50% to 50% of drowning deaths among young males. Alcohol use is involved in 50% of all deaths associated with water recreation. Alcohol can impair your ability to do many things. Intervene when you see a friend that has had too much to drink. Never drink and drive. Call a cab or a sober friend. And never swim or participate in water activities if you've been consuming alcohol. Two Eighteenth Regiment Golf Tournament. Come join the 218th Regiment on October 4, 2010 for our third annual golf tournament at Beach Creek. There will be cash prizes, door prizes, and awards for first, second, and third place teams. All proceeds will support soldiers and family members of the 218th Regiment. For more information, please contact Sergeant First Class Hunt at 910-827-0583 or Master Sergeant Elmer Miller at 803 394 0750. Hi, I'm Staff Sergeant Tracy Dorgan with Team 1636, South Carolina National Guard. For all of those who don't know what Team 1636 is, it is a team of South Carolina Army and Air National Guard members who decided to make a team all about fitness. Team founders, 2nd Lieutenant Holly DeJovenet and Sergeant Robbie DeJovenet had the great idea of getting the team together. Since its beginning in 2009, Team 1636 has been promoting the image of the South Carolina National Guard through the pursuit of athletic activities, sports, and adventures. Lieutenant DeJovenet is a personal trainer and has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to what exercises you need to do to improve at a given event. Also, what foods are best for your fitness and nutritional needs. She offers a chance to train with her in person or to contact her through emails and the team website. Sergeant DeJovenet is a former professional cyclist and now enjoys being able to share his knowledge of the sport with others. Together, they are the core driving force behind the team. 
More than 50 Guard members have joined the team. They are challenging themselves and getting in better shape. There are team races and gatherings, but you do not have to attend to be a member. The purpose of the meetings is to get motivated, and sometimes doing things with others is the best kind of motivation to get out there and push yourself harder and farther than you would on your own. So far, the team has competed in more than 30 races in 2010. There have been five race victories and many more personal victories for both team members and their respective communities. Now is the time to achieve your own victory. Well, that's it for this month's show. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Remember to check back next month when we'll cover more topics important to you and your family. And once again, you can send us feedback and information at scngpodcast at hotmail.com. I'm Sergeant Brad Mincing. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. And this has been your Palmetto Informer. Gentlemen, you have forgotten to cover the legal stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot. Gotta do the law stuff. Here it is, real quick. The information and opinions presented on this program are for information purposes only. We make no representations or guarantees of any kind with regards to the accuracy or application of any of the topics discussed in this program. The information given is solely the opinion of the presenter and does not represent that of the South Carolina Army or Air National Guard or any other military branch of service. We accept no liability of any kind for use or misuse of the information discussed.